Welcome to TV Talk, the podcast about television, over at theworkprint.com. Hi there, and welcome to the WordPress TV Talk, episode 34. This episode is on The Mandalorian, the hit Disney Plus TV show that came out on Disney Plus. I don't know why I said that twice. Uh, <laughs> I'm your host, Christian, and uh, with me today is my good friend, Vinny, again. Hey, hey, hey. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about The Mandalorian. Uh, we're going to talk about why it's awesome, uh, what we liked and disliked about the series, and then uh, we're going to get into the lore, some of the background, and some of the fan theories. Uh, heavy, first, heavy lore, baby. Yeah, it's a very special nerdy section of the podcast today. I'm very excited. Uh, <laughs> same. All right, so for this first five minutes, we'll just talk spoiler-free. Why you should check out The Mandalorian if you haven't seen it. Um, I'll, I'll start with my take. Uh Honestly, it's it's the best thing Star Wars has done in a very long time. The action's great. They scale down some of the more crazy epicness that's been in the movies since the pre like the Clone War days. Um, it's it's a very personal story, and like the, the it's not a complicated structure that they use. And I kind of like that they scale it back and bring it back to its roots. Uh, in my opinion, the Mandalorian is very much just like what Star Wars should be. Uh, yeah, there's not as many Jedi as an epic Sith battle fights. But it, it's more humane. It's more, it's more like the original trilogy, in my opinion, than any of the stuff that they've been putting out recently. And it's tied to some of the expanded universe lore in the, the TV shows and the, uh, the cartoons. Um, so yeah, if, you, if, if you've never seen Mandalorian, uh, my take is watch it if you love original Star Wars and want to see a great rendition and adventure storytelling. Uh, and, and if you like samurais or westerns, because it's very much inspired by that. It's basically a western in space. Uh, Vinny, what were your thoughts? I mean, plus, if you have Disney Plus and you want to see something original, what the fuck else is on there? For real. That's true. <laughs> unless, oh. you, unless you want to watch this Noel movie with fucking, uh, what's that, Anna Kendrick with the cups bullshit. Fuck that. No. I'm a huge Anna Kendrick fan. Anna, if you're listening, I love you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think to add to what you said about being more like the original series... Visually, I think it's a lot more like the original series. It's really dark, except for like that the one. Well, never mind. There's one episode where it's not necessarily in that same vein. I think mm -hmm. we'll get into that later. Yeah. But um, what I like about this too that differs from the original trilogy is it's not necessarily dealing with distinctive boundaries between light and dark, bad yes. guys and good guys. It's all gray area. They're mm -hmm. bounty hunters. They're yeah. not really good guys. But they're doing honorable things. Yeah. And that's great because it brings it back to what wars kind of should be. Like, it's not always a battle of good versus evil. And I think the original trilogy captured that well. But let's be honest, war, war is really ambiguous and there are victims and people that, you know, suffer from it. And I think this show does a great job of capturing that. I think it's... Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, as far as that goes, yeah, there's not much negative that you really say about it at all. But, yeah, it's definitely not... It's your traditional Star Wars, but it's not your traditional Star Wars at the same time. Absolutely. Where there's, you're not, it's not Siths versus Jedis, like good guys versus bad guys. Even though, yeah, there is gray area in between that, definitely. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not even trying to make that distinction in this, aside yeah. from the fact that... We'll get into it. Yeah. That. And I, I, I guess the, spoilers. the basic premise, too, if you've never watched it, because, yeah, if you're listening to the spoiler-free section, it's because you haven't watched it. Um, Which I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Go watch, go watch the it. Go watch it. Seriously, every, it's the most, like, 
Well, that and The Witcher right now are like the most on-demand or in-demand shows. <laughs> You're in love with The Witcher. Yeah, dude. Oh my god, the theme song. Uh, Toss a coin to the Witcher. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Oh, Valley of Plenty. Should have played that fucking thing before. Dude, like, it's such a catchy song. Um, But uh, for this, it's uh, Bounty Hunters. It's if you liked Boba or Django Fett. um, Or Dog. Yeah, it's just. The (laughs) Bounty Hunters. (laughs) You got me for a second, I'm like, yeah, Dog. Wait, who? It's, it's just bounty hunters taking jobs, then going through space, and then uh, getting an unexpected quest, which is how great adventure stories start. Or a lot of great adventure stories start. So, Plus, this is the best thing Star Wars related that's happened in a really, really long time. Yes. Let's be real about that. Yes. I mean, The Force Awakens, you can make a very strong argument that's just a retelling of A New Hope. Absolutely. And then if you saw, uh, what was the last, Rise of Skywalker, Ryan Johnson... Oh, uh, The Last Jedi. Last Jedi, yeah. You saw yeah. that. I don't know why you would have seen that. Fuck that movie. That shit sucks. <laughs> we're, both, we're both biased because we both weren't the biggest fans of The Last Jedi. I mean, unless you're a total noob, how could you really <laughs> like that? I like that you censored yourself to it say just, noob. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, like, unless... I don't see how you could have liked that if you saw the original trilogy. Well, well, that's the thing. Like for me, I can see why people like it as a separate movie away from Star Wars. But as a Star Wars film movie, it's it does, not a Star Wars movie. It deconstructs it, Star Wars. It's it just people completely like it. ruined the entire arc of what the new trilogy would have been. I don't we are care. offending so you can, many people. You can be offended. I don't care. Be offended. <laughs> that's a part of life. There's yeah. nothing that you can do about that. That's true. That movie sucked, and it ruined the entire arc of the whole new trilogy. All right. On on that note, I'm not pissed. What are you talking about? <laughs> not I'm, salty at all. On that note, all right, that was the end of our very quick spoiler-free section. Um, definitely check out The Mandalorian. Yeah, you have to. Uh, if you if like I, Star Wars, you really need to check this out. Yeah, and honestly, uh, do what I did and just get the, get Disney Plus for a week just to, <laughs> just to binge it. Just be like, oh, hey. Uh, it's, and it's the holidays, so why not? Anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, so friends when you can watch The Mandalorian. Exactly. <laughs> all right, so we're going to be realistically about six minutes into the podcast. Uh, end of spoiler-free section from here on out. You've been warned. Everything else is spoilers. This is why you're tuning into this, folks. Um, now we're going to talk about what we liked, disliked about the series. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to start with this. There is nothing I dislike about the show. It's incredible. It's a killer show. It's a ki- if you listen to the, the podcast that I just did about the, the movie that just came out... Um, I mentioned a few times, this is so much better. I feel like this is more in tune with Star Wars, at least the Star Wars that I absolutely love. So It's like a whole part of the lore that I wanted to see for the longest time, and it was only hinted at in like Shadow, uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back and things like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. The underbelly, the dark shit that's yeah, really yeah. going on. Yeah. That's not necessarily about Jedi and Sith, and it's not necessarily about saving the world or anything that the galaxy, yeah. or people's general freedoms and stuff like that. It's just a gritty, gnarly space western, basically. All right, so let's let's just shoot some favorites. Uh, what were like your favorite things about the show, and, and then mine? I'll shoot some too. So we can talk about individual episodes. Individual episodes, anything. Everything is free territory now, dude. Episode three got me hooked. That was it. The end of episode. Th- I got goosebumps talking about this right now. Yeah. The end of episode three is. Everything that I've wanted to see in a live action thing. Well, let's talk about it. Which episode in particular is that? That's the one where. So we're getting into spoilers, right? Absolutely. Okay, this cool. is the spoiler section. So what happens is the, the, the overall arc at the beginning is uh, we have this bounty hunter. We don't know his name. We don't know anything about him. We just know he's Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, they call him Mando. He doesn't even have a name. He's yeah. just Mando. The whole point is, is that they're trying to hide their identities to hide their numbers because there was a big battle that went down where they were almost wiped out, essentially. And I think according to... Well, I don't want to get too into the lore right now. 
they're in hiding essentially, mm-hmm. but uh, they need to hide their numbers. At the end of episode three is when uh, Mando completes the contract. He gets the the baby, the child, baby Yoda, whatever you want to call him, um, and he gives them to the remnants of the Empire. And he's having some serious guilt over yeah. it. He's having yeah. a hard time accepting it, especially. You see the flashback. He gets into the the ship that's about to take off, and uh, he goes to grab the handle to to pull the the throttle to get the the ship to take off. Yeah. And the ball is missing that the baby kept trying to unscrew to play with and play with. Yeah. And that, you see that like the turning point, and it's crazy. You don't even have to see his face. You don't even have to see his facial expression. His body language conveys all that you need to know. Yo, props to Pedro Pascal for doing Excellent. such a good job without Excellent. facial expressions. My God. Can and you imagine how hard that is to act without showing emotion on your face? Absolutely. And, like, if you've seen him in Game of Thrones or, like, uh, uh, Narcos, the guy's a great actor. He does great with his face. His beautiful freaking face. And it's not even shown in this episode, or the series until literally the last episode. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, yeah, no, incredibly agree. Uh, yeah, I, you see the turning point. He goes, he goes fucking all balls to the wall, ape shit on these motherfuckers. Yeah, gets the baby back and is about to get gunned down by every bounty hunter that's in. Uh, what's it, it's called Navarro, the yeah. planet, yeah. which is like the headquarters of the bounty hunters guild. Everybody has one of these little tracking devices to let them know where this asset is. Yeah. And they're tracking him. And he's got a town of people that are ready to just rip him a new asshole and steal this kid and get a massive bounty. It's like a, This is the payload. This is the mother load of, of bounties. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as he's pretty much looking like he's entirely screwed, every Mandalorian that's in the Navarro base comes out, jetpacks fucking going, laser gatling guns. You see this entire war break out on this planet and pretty much like everybody seemingly get like annihilated. Yeah. And then, of course... Mando escapes with the baby. Yeah, uh, that was that's one of my favorite parts, dude. Honestly, that was incredible, and the jetpack, that fight scene. Oh my gosh, it's so good. Uh, to go um, uh, to along with that, um, the the shootouts, the fight, the fights, killer, unbelievably great. And you know what's great about this show is they they do it without killing the budget. Like mm-hmm. they they do really well camera angles. Every fight feels intimate. It feels like a western, but it doesn't have all those ridiculous western like wide takes, which isn't a bad thing. It's just it didn't fit the show. I feel like mm-hmm. so they knew how to use their budget really well. Like the, the shootouts are just incredible. The IG droid uh, IG eleven is inc- his his Taika like Watiti. yeah <laughs> that's a, yeah oh my god awesome uh, his his shooting style reminds me of Gun Fu like it was which was really popular in the early two thousands okay I don't know what that is. I think Christian Bale did a movie where the entire premise was they do gun kung fu. Where he verbally abused everyone in the cast as that well. Is, <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, it, it's just the everything, the shoot, shooting-wise and western-wise was, was incredible. Um, on top of that, my last favorite, and then I'll give it back to Vin, uh, Baby Yoda, hard not to love it. Oh, my gosh. Dude, that so... was like an internet sensation. Yeah. You know how pissed off people were that there wasn't merchandise in time for Christmas? Yeah, it's weird, because I, I don't... I guess they didn't expect it to be this big. No, I heard what it was is they didn't want to release spoilers ahead of time. Because uh, generally when they release action figures, like Amazon and Best Buy and places like that, Walmart, they'll put up pictures and descriptions of what they're trying to sell mm-hmm. before, you know, maybe that scene even happens in a, in a television show. Yeah. And they didn't want any leaks getting out, which to me makes the most sense. Because how could you not know that that was going to be a massive hit? That could have been the toy of this Christmas. I, it's going to be. Oh, wait, no. Cause it, wait, the, when does it come back? Do you know the show? What, the next season? Yeah. It's not for another year. 
But by then, I feel like they're going to have the ducks in there. I mean, they're already releasing merchandise from it. Yeah. Which is really funny to me because Star Wars toys everywhere. I don't think you can find a Star Wars toy that doesn't have a clearance sticker. Fucking slapped right in the, you know, right on the, on the top of it. Yeah. Nobody wants the merchandise because yeah. there's nothing memorable about the new trilogy. I will say this: like everyone's doing a parent trying to save their kid storyline these days. I feel like The Last of Us was kind of what popularized that. At least that's what I think. But um, th- this one, it's weird because it's a baby super it's not powerful. Not really his kid either. Yeah. This was his job that he he kind of fostered and fell in love with yeah and it's hard not to he's so adorable yeah and he's so super powerful in the force yeah and th- i mean they don't even know what the force is that's true yeah and this, this is crazy everybody thinks it's all sorcery and all kinds of shit like that yeah for those who haven't paid attention um no one knows what a jedi is that yeah we've come in contact with we're also it, in the outer rim too exactly and the timeline is is this just takes this takes place right after return of the jedi so like five years or yeah, yeah after five the years jedi, but yeah. i mean still so there really hasn't been much in terms of force Hours at most crazy Luke, but that kind of as we but learned from the they movies, fuck that whole thing yeah. up. It's inconsequential. It's yeah. unbelievable how how hard you would have to try to fuck up a cash cow like Star Wars. Oh my gosh! You know what's weird is I forgot that they do try to rebuild. I forgot in the second movie they talk about rebuilding the academy. So this might tie into that at some point. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think about that till now. Mm. Yeah. All right. So we. Talked I I literally got halfway through the second movie and I shut it off. <laughs> I didn't even. I had a feeling it was gonna suck, and then I waited did, for it to hit Netflix, and I literally got halfway through. Did you Did you at least see Leia in space? That's when I shut it off. Okay. Said, this is checking. fucking asinine. I can't believe they oh. actually thought this was a good idea. I actually wanted to leave at that point, and I rarely ever leave the theater. <laughs> um. Uh, Vin, any other final, like, favorite moments in The Mandalorian? Mm, and then we'll talk I about mean, dislikes. The, do you want me to talk about the ending? Yeah, that's fine. Oh, man. Alright. I, I, I don't know if I can talk about the ending without talking about, about like, heavy lore. So then we'll the only, save that for the lore. Yeah, let's, let's save that to the end. Yeah. Let me just talk about one thing. I, I, one criticism that I've heard from this show. Okay, so we're going to go to dislikes now. Yeah. So the one criticism that I've heard is that there's certain parts of it that just don't seem... To really impact the overall arc of the story, like it was just kind of shoehorned in. I kind of understand where people are coming from with that. At the same time, none of those episodes really sucked. It just seemed a bit inconsequential. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Um, what I did hear about the reason why this show exists is because this all... The, the rumor is this all started as... There was supposed to be a whole series of movies that were going to come out uh, on individual stories. Like, we had the Solo movie, right? Mm-hmm. And then you saw how well that did. I liked it. <laughs> I know. I think part of the backlash with that was was everyone saw the Ryan Johnson movie and said, this is fucking trash. Oh, because it, it's bringing it back to the room. And it happened only like a, what, like a couple months or to yeah. a year after yeah, that, that always, movie came out. That was strange on their part. And they part. didn't promote it very well. No. Because Disney is fucking stupid. Kathleen Kennedy... Well, Kathleen Kennedy's out of the series now, right? Isn't it John Favreau that's taking over? We don't know yet. As far as I, I fucking know, hope so. No, no, no. As far Favreau as I know, is, is Kath- Kathleen's still in it, but she's getting a lot of heat for this. She's getting a and ton the, of heat for the this. The rumor is John Favreau is going to take over. Dude, if that happens, I that's going to be the redeeming factor. As weird as it sounds, the, the things that get made in, or the things that push Hollywood are dumb things like podcasts, like this. Literally us doing this and people listening Dude, are I think what that really help. pushes Hollywood is how much revenue they're making back. I know, true, but they get that from 
Well, I can't say from listening to the fans because sometimes you don't. <laughs> I don't think they listen to the fans at all. I'm, I feel like half of this is going to be me ranting about the new trilogy and how much I fucking hated it. It's weird because uh, <laughs> all right. So if you're listening to this and you listen to the episode on uh, the Return of not Return of the Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, um, I said I wanted to deal with three part. Rise second, of the Turd Nugget. Yeah, part one was we talk about you know I talk with other friends about um, that movie and then this one is about Mandalorian. I was going to do a third part just comparing all the Star Wars lore, but it seems like that's not working out because everyone's busy because it's the holidays. Um, (laughs) But, like, yeah, this ties back to Kathleen Kennedy, which is a segment I kind of wanted to have in that third podcast, but I don't think it's happening anymore. Um, Which is... She had a lot on her plate, but at the same time, some of her decisions... It's hard for me to say this. I think she might have had a bit of an agenda with the new trilogy, too. You think it's too PC? I think there's a lot of things that are going in culturally that I think influenced the direction of those movies a little bit more than what the story ought to have been. You know what's funny is I, I just heard uh, a rumor, I don't know if it's true because I literally just watched or saw this about like five or ten minutes ago. Uh, there's a rumor going around now that um, Carrie Fisher is the reason that uh, Rose was cut from the newest movie. You well, look how that worked out for them. Yeah. <laughs> so like, I don't know, there's so many voices and people with yeah. Executive calls. And Kathleen Kennedy, technically her job was to make final say. I wouldn't be surprised if she wasn't even a Star Wars fan in the first place. No, she was in the original trilogy. She was like producer on like a million popular things. Really? Yeah. Were any of them Star Wars related? Yeah. I think she was part of the original Star Wars team. That's how she inherited Interesting. Uh, the rights to this whole thing. The problem is, is, and this is just a rant on producers, is I don't know what your job is. <laughs> I know that sounds really mean. I, I, I'm ruining my Hollywood career by saying this, hey, but nah, like some produ- yeah, some producers you don't know what they, like, maybe they just got the catering done, or maybe they just found really good casting directors to hire people, but you don't know how much they can. Do. <coughs> you just know that they did, and that some people get executive producer titles more than others. But even that is sort of a bullshit title these days. So I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Um. So I don't know how influential influential she was, but apparently she's calling the shots, which is confusing because wasn't JJ technically supposed to be doing that? episode you know seven or whatever i don't know man i just wish that didn't happen the whole three part thing i mean the force awakens is all right yeah well, some people really disliked it i had a conversation about this yesterday like some people really hated force awakens because it was just the same thing and the second movie was uh they loved so yeah, yeah. anyways i'm getting away from what i was trying to mandalorian say. back to mandalorian yeah. uh, uh the, the rumor was that there was supposed to be a series of movies that were coming out. One was going to be Han Solo and that tank, so they canceled all the rest of them. And Boba Fett yeah. was supposed to have his own movie. Hmm. So, obviously that's not happening mm-hmm. anymore. And I feel like that's ridiculous. Do you know how many people... There's like a, He was in a small, small, tiny little part yeah. in uh, Empire Strikes Back and then Return of the Jedi before they just killed him off. Well, he got eaten by the Sarlacc pit. And then now in Expanded Universe canon, he survived the Sarlacc pit. Whatever. Anyways. Well, to, oh, so, I gotta pause you there. It's like, it's kind of obvious he was going to survive that thing. Come on, guys. Like He's a it, fucking badass bounty hunter. He is. And the Sarlacc pit, while it sounds intimidating, it slowly digests you for 200 years. I mean, come on. Anyone with a friend could just be like, hey, throw me a rope and get out of that thing. Doesn't he have a jetpack and he has a like a grappling hook? Yeah. Yeah. All right, where's the problem? Yeah. Like, that was always <laughs> weird in the original movies. Because when I saw it, I was like, wait... You can escape that. Like, 200 years of slow digestion is like if you went into, like, you know, regular human, like, stomach acid and was just chilling there doing nothing for a long period of time. It's, like, bad, but he had armor, too, so it's like, that would have taken forever. Yeah. Anyways, they canceled the movie, and this series turned into... That was the remnants of this series. Yeah. Turned into this... this uh, the remnants of the movie turned into the series, is what yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. 
And the reason why there's a couple episodes that don't fit the arc is I think the overall arc was basically supposed to be a story about Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. They didn't have enough material to write an eight-episode thing, so there was a couple things that were shoehorned in. And they're not bad episodes. They just don't really affect the overall point of the story. If you don't watch them, you're not going to miss a whole lot. Yeah. Or if you just watch like a couple key scenes, you're not going to miss out on the whole overall thing. The Gunslinger episode, I thought, didn't really fit in the arc at all. That was the one where he goes to Tatooine. Uh, but I think that was the one where he meets Quill, you were saying? Yeah, I think that was just there to give Quill the second time. more backstory because and then to recruit the love for the character. Team. Yeah, yeah. And then the other weird thing with the end of that episode, the Gunslinger, yeah. is you see... A bounty hunter walking up to the dead bounty hunter yeah. that had the bounty on it. Which And well, you hear spurs jingling and you see some armor and yeah. it possibly might be Boba Fett. Exactly. Which if he's introduced in season two, I'm going to shit my pants. Yeah. I'm actually going to shit myself. And as we've seen from the movies, the the people in charge, Kathleen Kennedy and JJ and whoever else is running the shots, um, they're very much okay with taking elements of the expanded universe and expanding upon them. For instance, Darth Maul, who's alive in Solo. Spoiler! Oops, too bad. Uh, <laughs> it's not like anybody saw the movie anyways. Yeah, was yeah. really planning on seeing um, it in the first he, place. He's very much alive in the expanded universe. Literally, yeah. just the top half of him. So I mean, there's a whole point of lore I want to get into that involves Darth Maul. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll get, we'll get into that. With um, the Mandalorians, too. But we'll get there later. Yeah, very soon, actually. Because, um... Any other things we disliked besides them um, Just using... a couple episodes that weren't really... Yeah, which that was really... I mean, Boba. even though... But, like, when I say I disliked, I don't really mean that I disliked it. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was just inconsequential to the overall arc of the yeah. story. And I it's just, fine. Yeah. You need some things to just build up a character's profile and extrapolate on what they're yeah. capable of and why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, the other episode was the one with Bill Burr. Where, uh, oh, the prison episode. Yeah, that, but that was still fucking awesome. That it was, was cool. so cool. Yeah, but it was inconsequential to the story. And if I'm you don't I... watch episode six, you're not going to miss anything yeah. at all. So like the middle of the series is, I guess, the most inconsequential when you think about it. Even episode four, when they go to the... Uh, I don't even know what the name of that planet was. The, the garden planet kind of, you know. And they do like a Yojimbo and the teach krill the... The farmers uh, and everything. Yeah, they teach them how to fight. Yeah. It was still good. It was cool. And that introduces Gina Carano's uh, character. Yeah. Caradoon. Yeah. And then we get to see... And you get them. to see them fight it out and see how they're evenly matched and, like, you know... Yeah, and then take down an AT-ST? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. The chicken walkers for old fans. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... That was... That was cool. There was cool points to it. Uh, if they... But I, I feel like there was a lot of filler. It was filler, but, like, it, it was there to either fulfill character development or to throw a cool thing like taking down an AT-ST. Yeah. Um, for me, dislikes... I have none. Yeah. There's there's really nothing. Like, I just love the series from beginning to end. Um, it's shot well. The acting is done pretty well. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's cool. Yeah. And, and it, it just expanded a whole part of the Star Wars lore that I wanted to see for the longest time. The I, comic books talked about it. Uh, it was really the comic books that talked about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and well, the novels and stuff. Yeah. Uh, the... A lot of reviewers were giving negative reviews in the first few episodes saying there weren't enough strong female characters, but they totally changed that by mid-season. Dude, that pissed me the fuck off. The armor, the head of the Mandalorian sect, the faction that was on Navarro, was is female! Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's then, wearing a mask. You can't tell, yeah. but she's definitely female. Yeah, Mando's partner is a badass lady with a Gatling gun. Gina Carano is a motherfucking badass. Yeah, yeah they're... 
ex-Rebel Shock Trooper with a fucking tattoo, like a teardrop tattoo, prison style under her eye. Yeah. It's, <laughs> there's so many cool things Who could beat the show. really best Mando, Mando yeah. in fighting skills, yeah. hand-to-hand fighting, yeah. which was really cool. Yeah. And like what Vince said, besides those mini, like almost filler episodes, which I know some... They're not bad. They're not, they're not bad, bad at all. Yeah. It's funny because like, I know some authors who actually said the same thing. It's like, well, I like the show, but where is it going? <coughs> like, by the end of it, you, you do get a full arc and you see elements of it being brought in. Um, oh, yeah. So, all right. So that's likes, dislikes. And now for the nerdy part, um, we're about 24, 25 minutes in. Uh, we're just going to talk about the lore, some of the nerdy elements, some of the backstories and histories, and, and just have fun with it. So I hope you guys enjoy this. Time to put the glasses on. <laughs> Don't judge <laughs> me. Moivin! <laughs> uh, okay. So let's, let's just get into it, man. Everything. Uh, all right. So I think... I mean, the, the first point that I that I had that I wanted to talk about was like the Death Watch, which was a whole part of. I think it, it was either Rebels or it was Clone Wars. I can't really remember. They're kind of one and the same. If you yeah, follow the, like. yeah, because it's like one continuous story. And honestly, like I never really got into. I never really wanted a cartoon of Star Wars. To be honest with you, I wanted yeah. to. See, I like the live action stuff, and I like the. I love the comic books. Yeah, comic books are fire. Yeah, the whole Dark Horse series, the old ones, which, which is, I don't even know if they're really canon anymore. I don't. They, I think they took some elements of it. From they definitely time. did. Yeah. But I think they might have wiped some stuff. Anyways, the Death Watch is definitely. All right. So spoiler, you find out that Mando's real name was Din Djarin. Yeah. In the final episode. Yeah. Why from, is that important? Well, uh, it goes to show that Moff Gideon. Yeah. Who is turning out to be the sinister bad guy, the mm-hmm. one behind, for some reason, wanting this child. Yeah. Right. We don't really. We still don't know why he wants the child or what he's going to do with it. Yeah. We know that the kid is extremely force sensitive on another level. Like mm-hmm. we probably have never seen. As a baby, he was able to kill that big horn monster in the second episode. Yeah. And basically saved Mando's life. We yeah. wouldn't have had the rest of the season had that not happened. Yeah. And then he force heals. Uh, what's his name? Grief Karga. Yeah. Yeah. After he gets attacked and he's poisoned, he's probably going to die. Mm-hmm. That changes grief. Carter's whole opinion on what to do with this child because he was initially going to backstab uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah. And he was going to kill him and give the asset back to the, to what's his name? Uh, Werner. Uh, Werner Herzog. He was also yeah. excellent in this. Yeah. I can't remember his name though either. <laughs> I just I call him Werner Herzog. I don't even think they gave him a name. I will IMDb it while you talk. Um, <laughs> anyways. Uh, wait. All right. So yeah. Now. The backstory in Expanded Universe, from what I understand, is that Moff Gideon was like a 007 type secret agent for the Empire that could really find out information on anybody that he really wanted uh, or just kick some serious fucking ass, mm. you know. Um, oh, and, and uh, Werner Herzog, he plays the client. Yeah, that's, there's really no name that's for him. The it's name. really interesting. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't matter because he gets fucking blasted and annihilated by Moff Gideon anyways. Yeah. So either Moff Gideon was present for whatever this attack was by the Emperor on whatever planet this was. We find out the last time anyone ever called him Din Djarin mm-hmm. was when was before he became a Mandalorian because his name was kind of wiped yeah. at that point. Also, we learned that Mandalorians are recruited. They're not, like, born. So, well, some of them are foundlings, and then some of them are born into it through two Mandalorians oh, engaging in marriage and having a child. So you can... It goes either way. The original Mandalorians weren't even human. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know what the name of their, their class was uh, or the name of the race was. It, it doesn't really matter at this point. Um, but we know that 
Din Djarin was a foundling. The last time that anyone ever called him his real name was at whatever the, this battle was that resulted in the Death Watch mm-hmm. annihilating all these Imperial droids. Yeah. Right? That were attacking this town. Yeah. So well, either Mongolian droids, was, they were the uh, CIS. That's what it is, yeah. Boy, then. <laughs> The so, Confederate of something systems. Yeah. Okay. So either Moff Gideon was present at this battle, or he was just able to find this research out through whatever means he had available to him, which doesn't seem like much now that the Empire is no longer existing. Yeah. He's just a... It's almost like a, a faction that's probably just being controlled by him, possibly. We don't really know. Yeah. A lot of it's left up in the air. And Moff Gideon is played by Giancarlo Esposito. <laughs> I like saying his name like that. Uh, my theory is he's trying to recruit Baby Yoda to cook all the crystal meth for the galaxy. God damn it. <laughs> Breaking bad reference. That was another point that we wanted to make about all these characters that they recruited from hit television shows. Yeah. Game of Thrones, Breaking Bad. Yeah. That, I mean, nerds love like that kind of shit just yeah. like tickling them, you know what De- I'm saying? Deadpool for, uh, what's um, Gina Carano. Yes. Cara Dune. Yeah. Um, so, it, it, I mean... Yeah, the cast is killer. I mean, the cast is killer. Werner Herzog, he can narrate anything. He, he kind of does a little weird cultural narration when he talks in this, if you pay attention to, the, I think, his last episode. Apollo from Rocky playing... <gasps> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, freaking Carl Weathers? Yeah, yeah. yeah, dude. For those who didn't recognize it, because I didn't, that's Carl Weathers. Yeah. Apollo Creed. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, <sighs> anyways, so then, also on the same topic of Moff Gideon, so the final, the final scene with the TIE fighter fight against all of them. Oh, yeah. And you finally get to see the Mandalorian use his brand new jetpack. Spanking new, baby. Yeah. Fly up there, plant like some kind of a detonator on top of it and blow him yeah. out of the fucking sky. Fuck you, motherfucker. It was yeah, killer. it was killer. And it's great because like, this is what we're talking about with they know how to do just the right amount of like craziness. Because, you know, you could it's have... It's not that absurd what it, it does, but it's pretty fucking impressive. Precisely. It's not crazy shootout or... Jumping into hyperspace 80 times, I'm not going to... It's not Mary Poppins floating through the ether. Yeah, it's just, okay, well, he uses a jetpack, there is a TIE fighter, what if he just tried to, you know, grappling hook onto it? And it it worked, and it was cool, it was really fun to watch. Like, who's ever ridden a TIE fighter from the outside? That's original. And then even with the jetpack, that's another callback to Boba Fett. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. That's so good, man. See, they just know how to blend it correctly as compared to coming up with bombastic things like Force Ghosts who can move X-Wings even though they're dead. God damn it. Spoilers for the movie. Fuck that movie. But if you listen to the other podcast, then you can forgive me. Uh, (laughs) Also, all right, so at the end, it's kind of almost a stinger. I can't remember. It doesn't happen after the credits. It's right before the credits roll, right? Which one? The jaw was taken apart. The tie fighter that crashed that had Moff Gideon in it. Yeah, that's the uh, uh, the stinger they call it's it. It's really like a stinger. Yeah. yeah. You see this crazy looking blade slice through the the hull of this tie fighter, mm-hmm. cut its way around. You see Moff Gideon reveal that he's not dead. He's coming back for season two, and he's about to kick some ass because I'm yeah. sure he's really fucking pissed off. Right yes. Now. now he's stuck in this shithole planet. No way to get out. All of his troops are dead. Yeah. Um, but what's really interesting is the color of the lightsaber. The lightsaber that he's holding. There's a lot of backstory behind this. Wait, wait, that's a lightsaber? Well, it's the dark saber. So here's the thing. That wasn't just the, like a vibro blade that was glowing. That was not a vibro blade. That's called the dark saber. Okay. And the history of the dark saber is Paz Vizsla was the first Mandalorian to ever become a Jedi, and he actually became the leader of the Mandalorians mm-hmm. in uh, Mandalorian lore. Yeah. This was all part of either, like I said, either the Clone Wars, uh, the 3D animated, or it was the, the Rebels. Thing. Okay. 
Um, so the history of that is Paz Vizsla was the first, obviously, what I just said. So when somebody becomes a Jedi, they have to force their own lightsaber and they pick their own color and they, mm-hmm. whatever. If you've watched Clone Wars, you'll, you see it like pretty early on. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that from the cartoon. So this is a very unique saber in that this one in particular was the head of the Mandalorians, okay. Paz Vizsla. Um, the whole history behind this, let me, let me make sure that I'm getting this right. Um, so, I don't, I never watched Clone Wars and I never watched Rebels, but... By the way, that hurts a little bit, because I bought you the Clone Wars animated DVDs for your birthday when you were 17. I don't remember. Vin and I have been friends since, like, kindergarten, so... It goes way back. We go way back. That's why he's my, like, bestie when it comes to doing these things. But this wasn't in the animated series, this was in the 3D animated series. What, the making the lightsaber? Yeah. No, no, they introduced making the lightsaber for Jedi trainings in the Clone Wars. No, 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 this was... The th- Paz Vizsla, the whole story arc was in the 3D anime. Oh no, no, yeah, yeah, but this was, that that predates the Clone Wars. But I'm saying they introduce yeah uh, uh, part of Jedi training being building your own blade in yeah. uh, in, in that one, okay. which which also makes sense because in the original trilogy, you know, Luke forges his own blade. They don't tell you, but that's kind of part of the training. Um, yeah, yeah. We, he can pull a green lightsaber out of his asshole, and start yeah. flying, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but. Paz Vista is pretty important. He was, uh, uh, I think he was part of the Death Watch, which also ties in to the team that saved Din Djarin. Okay. Um, there's also a heavy link to Darth Maul. It's pretty weird. Go into it. Because Darth Spoilers Maul... Spoilers for Solo. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, there was a whole thing about... So the Death Watch were, weren't very good people at a point in time. Okay. They formed a pact with Darth Maul, and then Paz Vista turns on him. Darth Maul murders Paz Vizsla... Oh. with the same lightsaber that we see Moff Gideon pull out. Ooh. So there's a lot of really heavy lore with this blade, and now it's going to be a part of the lore of The Mandalorian Season 2, and I'm super fucking excited to see this happen. So Mandalorians and Jedis or Sith really don't like each other, it seems. Uh, there was also another war between Jedis and Mandalorians where a bunch of them got wiped out. I don't know enough about it to really talk. Yeah. Well, um, they, I guess you would consider both the greatest warriors in the galaxy, so that kind of makes sense. Yeah. While Darth Maul, having killed Paz Vizsla, became the leader of the Mandalorians for a short period of time, there was a whole faction of the Death Watch that became loyal to Darth Maul. And you see Mandalorians that have horns on their helmets. Oh, That signifies that they're loyal to Darth Maul. That makes sense. And it's interesting, too, that we see the the Mandalorian armorer, Mm -hmm. the head of the Mandalorian armor that we see in Navarro, have spikes on her helmet. I didn't Which make that connection. Even, this is why you tune in, folks. <laughs> this is it's. This could get very deep. I could be reading too far into this. That's fine. Or it just could be coincidence. I don't really know. Maybe I hope to God we're going to find out in the next few seasons of this because God knows there's going to be more than just two. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, this is Disney's cash cow right now. This is the thing that's saving Star Wars, in my opinion. Oh, uh, it's not Disney's cash. It's Star Wars' cash cow. Yeah, this Let's is Star specify. Wars' cash Disney cow. Disney has yeah, very yeah. much a lot of money with Avengers and all their. <laughs> Their, their TV shows that they'll be adapting. That I'm looking forward to, but Vin... I'm not really... He doesn't really care. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty big I feel like everybody's gonna, that's listening to this is going to try and figure out who I am and just like uh, you just dox me like crazy or nah, something. Because nah. <laughs> the thing is, is like you, you've been on what, three? This is like three or four now? Yeah, but I'm, I haven't talked this much shit on any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. Do we, no, Swamp Thing we both loved. Yeah. Uh, Rick and Morty, we both. Love. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I haven't talked shit like this in a yeah. while. It's, well, the thing is, is the fan the fan base for Star Wars is very critical these days. So. It wouldn't surprise me if somebody just bashed this this particular podcast, this episode. 
The way that somebody bashed on Avengers Endgame. I don't know who you are, but... We're fine, we'll find you. I will find you and say, what can I do to make myself better? Um, <laughs> I'll just probably shit in a plastic bag and throw it in your doorstep on fire. You would do that. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so I think at this point in time, uh, the Mandalorians are heavily split into different factions. Yeah. We have ones that are loyal to... I mean, there was a point in time where the Mandalorians weren't... They completely got out of fighting. They weren't fighters anymore. They were a peaceful race. Okay. Uh, it's interesting to see that they're going in the direction of incorporating a lot of the lore from Rebels and Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. um, and I want to see more of that. And I probably should start watching both of those series so that I can you, understand what I'm talking about a little bit more. You know what's sad? You know where you can watch those series? On the DVDs that you bought me when I was 17? That too. <laughs> I was actually going to say uh, Disney Plus. Yeah, fuck that, man. I hate Disney. Uh, Anyways, by saying that, this entire, everything's shut down. The whole podcast is gone, and one of us goes missing. It's like, what happened? They said they hated Disney, and, uh... Some yeah. guy in a black suit with black sunglasses shows up at my house and tells me to get into a van, and that was the last time they ever saw Vinny. Basically. Um, <laughs> you just yeah. see him become a, uh, one of those robots in, like, It's a Small World. <laughs> Anyways, also the thing to note is that Regardless of whether this faction was loyal to uh, Darth Maul, I think they all get kind of wiped out. Mm. You kind of get a hint of that at the end of episode eight, yeah. where there's piles and piles of armor. I I don't think all right. So I don't think they died. I think some of them definitely died. I think a lot of them just fled and went into hiding. Yeah, that's how I saw it too. So it's kind of cool. Like a link between the way that the Jedi were exterminated is the same thing that's going on with the Mandalorians. Mandalorians. That makes sense because you know they're crazy. Yeah. Oh, can we talk a little bit about the 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 droids hatred the hatred of droids with the Mandalorians? Well, particularly with this Mandalorian that we're dealing with, Dinjarin. Yes. His whole family and his whole tribe was murdered by them. Yeah. So I'd be pretty fucking angry at droids too if I That's was true. Yeah. completely distrustful of them. Yeah. You know? Um, so you definitely get a hint of that, but it's really cool to see the switch that happens with the way that he feels about droids, especially with IG-11 in the last episode. Yeah. Where now, this child that he's come to almost father, mm -hmm. you know, like foster father. This, and according to his the leader, he is the foster father, right? And now he is. That yeah. he Until he can reunite him with his tribe, which he's not going to do, because I don't think there's any more Jedi? of Yoda species. Well, no, I think Jedi is what she was implying. No, I think she was mentioning his own species. Dude, that's impossible. It's not possible. Only so he's stuck with this kid for the rest of his life, because this kid's going to live over 900 years old. Likely. Also, for, for fans of the, or the fan theory... Um, technically, Baby Yoda fits the timeline of Yoda and Yaddle, the other species. Mm -hmm. So, Baby Yoda, because we haven't said it yet, might actually be literally Yoda getting that sweet, sweet nookie, baby. With, with oh, yeah. Yaddle. I don't know how that would work because they're both really old. Hey, man, there's an East Market for that kind of stuff. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, like, it actually might be Yoda's kid, or it could be a clone. I don't know. Mm. They kind of made it seem like he wasn't destined to be a clone by the conversation that Quill had with him. You're right. They said it wasn't a clone. Yeah, he's too ugly, he said. <laughs> was, this wasn't manufactured. Far too ugly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, what else was it that I wanted to talk about, too? Um, well, you look for that. I was just a quick expanded universe lore fan theory mention, at least the one from Christian. And you can blame me if this is complete BS. Um Mandalorians were, you know, because of Jango Fett, the first templates for the clone troopers, which are very prominent in the Star Wars universe. Um, androids, or robots, were very prominent for the CIS, the, the Confederates, in uh, the Clone Wars saga. 
because they were both mass manufactured things um, during the years of the Empire, if you've played some of the video games, including Battlefront 2, um, some of the stuff regarding the 501st Division of the Empire, you kind of learn that they didn't want this to keep happening anymore, per se. Like, they didn't want mass manufactured armies. Because it very much messes up the galaxy, and it's very evident, obviously, with the Clone Wars. So they kind of did efforts to shut both down, and one of my fan theories is, is maybe the reason there are so few Mandalorians left is because they didn't want any more Mandalorian clones. That's a Christian fan theory. I don't know if it's confirmed, but that's... that's interesting. That's something to think about. Yeah, especially because I, they very much stopped the... the dro- Actually, yeah, in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, literally Anakin's goal is to shut down all the droid manufacturing. The battle droid manufacturing, I should say, but yeah. And also slaughter all the children. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Mercilessly. Yeah. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was... All right, so now we had the reintroduction of, um, of the Darksaber, which... In lore was, you know, Paz Vizsla, Link of the Jedi's and the Mandalorians. Now it's back in this 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 series that we have, and we have a new Jedi that's bound to be a Mandalorian, Baby Yoda. Maybe the overall oh. arc is this child is going to take the place of the head of the Mandalorians and wield the dark saber once again, and reunite the the link between the Jedi and the Mandalorians. I would kill to see that. I got goosebumps thinking about that. I'm that, that much sounds of a nerd. amazing. The problem with all of this is, is those last three movies, though. That's the part that I hate. I don't know how this is going to tie... I don't know how they're going to salvage what just happened with the new trilogy. That's kind of... Yeah, that's exactly the problem. Because the new trilogy kind of does away fire, with man. all of this and then brings it back. I, if you've watched the last movie, the Sith are very much still prominent. It doesn't make any sense. But imagine, like, five... Three, four hundred years into the future, three, four, five hundred years into the future, a new Yoda wielding a dark saber with Mandalorian ties. That sounds incredible. That would be amazing. Yeah. John Favreau, I hope you hear me. <laughs> <laughs> hear my words, oh sweet John Favreau. <laughs> We're not worthy. Dude, We're not worthy. Imagine that, like a mini set of fucking of Mandalorian armor, Beskar armor, on a new Yoda, the most powerful force wielding. You know, a child or now going to be like a a, a full fledged adult, yeah. highly force sensitive, skilled in Mandalorian ways, mm-hmm. with a dark saber, dude. That's insane. That is insane. But you know who his villain's going to be? Who? Emperor Palpatine, because that's the only villain they seem to use. Oh in the Star my Wars. god! <laughs> well, that's Ryan Johnson's Palpatine. fault for killing off what was supposed to be uh, Snoke. Yeah. It was completely... I don't want to be negative. <laughs> I, I kind of just wish somebody would mention Darth Plagueis and like... Actually do something with a character that they keep referencing that they actually yeah, don't really do anything with the, whatsoever. The last movie, Pla- uh, Sidious mentions some quotes from Plagueis again. And I'm like, can they just explain how the Sith work? I don't fucking... <laughs> I don't understand, man. Which is why Mandalorian's awesome, because it doesn't deal with that. Yeah. I think it got away from all the convoluted bullshit, and that's one of the reasons why I loved it. I think that's why a lot of people love it compared yeah. to the movies. Also, while we were on the topic of IG Eleven, mm-hmm. um, which is also his death scene is killer, dude. That very reminiscent of Terminator Two. Oh, with the walking in the lava, dude. Yeah, sacrificing himself with the thermal detonator in his chest. Yeah, it's like Return of the Jedi meets Terminator Two. Absolutely, dude. Anyways, what I loved to see was, I don't know. I mean, I feel like if you're in your thirties. You're like late 20s, 30, I don't even know, 96. When were people born in the late 20s at this point? It doesn't matter. (laughs) 
if you were like a kid during like 96, 97, when Shadows of the Empire so like if, hit yeah, the shelves. If you're in your late 20s or yeah. early 30s. Novels, comic books, video games, all that stuff. There was, and it, obviously the toy line, I love the toys. Yeah. I, I love I mean, Star figures. Wars and I'm toys sorry, go hand in hand. Yeah. Uh, there's a really epic rivalry between IG-11, which is another IG unit, Bounty Hunter, that mm-hmm. was present in uh, uh, Empire Strikes Back. He's okay. one of the droids that was hired to find Han Solo, right? Yes. So we have this rivalry between Boba Fett, the Mandalorian that started this whole craze, yeah. and IG-11 uh, just happens to be another IG unit that's a Bounty Hunter. Mm-hmm. I think they're all Bounty Hunters, the IG units. It's called Intergalactic something. Yeah. Uh, so... In Shadows of the Empire, there's a heated, heated battle between IG-88 and Boba Fett over the bounty of Han Solo frozen in carbonite, mm-hmm. correct? Boba Fett bests IG-88. And then obviously in Return of the Jedi, we get to see that Boba Fett handed over the bounty to Jabba the Hutt, mm-hmm. which is Han Solo frozen in carbonite. So what the Mandalorian does was kind of subverts that idea where they meet up in the first episode, IG, uh, IG-11 yeah. and... Mando, and they're instead of fighting over the bounty that they're looking for, they don't even realize that it's the child yet. Yeah, they come together and make peace, fend off this whole crowd of people guarding this child, and then go and we're supposed to really split the bounty. IG 11's programming is to kill it. Yeah, the next thing you know, we see Mando shoot him in the head. Yeah, and we see and a smoking I, droid hit the ground. You know? Yeah, that, that's the again, it's beautiful cinematography because they don't have to sh- show the shot, they just show. Yeah. falling but it's the subversion of the battle between the two and then eventual friendship that they foster yeah. to save this asset that was meant to be a bounty yeah that they were supposed to turn into the empire yeah and hence again i props. love that clash because it brought back memories of being like you know nine ten i forget how old i was at that point mm-hmm. but I, I i loved both of those bounty i love bounty hunters in general i mean i own like pretty much every action figure of them that came out between like 95 to like probably 2000 and I don't even want to say it because I sound like a raging nerd because I was still into collecting action figures in high school. Oh, God. Uh, honestly, it was fun coming over because I'd put those action figures in epic poses. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I had a couple Anakin versus Obi-Wan poses in your place. I'm just like, hey, Vin, I left a present. And you just see them like doodling it out like it's the Revenge of the Sith all over again. Anyway. But I, I loved... The, the callback to Shadows of the Empire and then the subversion of what happens between those two characters. Yeah. And to see that their eventual friendship actually fosters in this series. Yeah. Now you see this is the nanny droid and he goes batshit balls to the wall killing everything in its path in order to protect this child. He's really the star of episode 8 in my opinion. Really? Yeah. I, I can Dude, see that. He saves the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. He saves the child. Yes. And then he saves everybody at the end by sacrificing himself in order to make sure that they all survive. And coincidentally, he also directed this episode. Oh, he did? Taika? Taika did? Yeah. Um, yeah. The more uh, you know. That's why people really... I think everything that guy does these days is just gold. If you haven't seen Jojo Rabbit, amazing. Thor Ragnarok, also amazing. Taking some of the darkest material and making it a comedy. Very similar to Star Wars right now. Oh, uh, speaking of which, you can tell it was Taika because the opening scene to episode 8. Let's talk about that. What was the oh my god! Yeah, there's a comic book of two idiot stormtroopers yeah. that just kind of banter back and forth and just fuck everything up because yeah. they're completely incompetent. Yeah, that was a callback to that. I can't remember what the names were. Um, 
because I never actually I never read the book, but I was just researching it a little bit. Yeah. But that was hilarious. The two of them fighting back and forth. Let me see the baby. No, 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 no. Yeah. And then sitting there trying to shoot something and missing like a thousand shots. Yeah. Just shows their with, total incompetence. With the tiniest little pistols. <laughs> it's so adorable and funny at the same time. Before guess, IG comes in and wrecks them. Exactly. And this again, calling it back, Taika, you're just you're a genius. You you know how to make these dramatic things funny, like in the simplest moments. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait for the next season. I'm almost depressed that I have to wait another year. Yeah, it's weird, but <laughs> we'll, we'll see. If it's that big, then they might just expedite it. Dude, this has like smash hit ratings across the board. I don't. I've never seen a negative review of it. Now at this point in time, yeah. that the entire series is out, you could watch the whole arc from start to finish. Yeah, I don't think anyone really gave this a negative review that I've seen. Yeah. After the midpoint, everyone was like, yeah. And again, the only negative things about it was, where is it going? And now that we see where it's going, I can't wait. Yeah. You have Giancarlo Esposito as the villain. <laughs> he plays such a great villain. I mean, oh my gosh. That's going to be killer. Yeah. And then, I'm, I'm really hoping, I don't know if it's going to happen or not, but I would love to see uh, Grief Karga and Cara Dune continue on as a sort of team into yeah. the next season. You had something interesting to say about this so, before. So, all right. So, fellow nerds, um, I think we're in fellow. We're in good. We're, we're right very now. nerdy we're in territory. Very good, yeah. If you made it this far into this, we're in good company. Yeah. Right okay. Now. So here's here's my thought on this, and it's just a business Hollywood thought. Um, Disney Plus is competing against several things. One of them being Netflix, obviously, and uh, a, Netflix has a show coming out called Cowboy Bebop, which was a huge anime, arguably the best anime from the 90s, or end of the 90s, early 2000s, and uh, it's about bounty hunters, particularly four of them, uh, going on adventures in space <laughs> while kind of goofing off in between, and uh, the main character, Spike, is a badass warrior type who is really good with guns, who's kind of similar to Mando in that sense. Uh, you have the girl who can kick ass, who's similar to, uh, what's her name again? Cara Dune. Cara Dune. You have the older veteran guy, which is just like... Um, Grief Karga. Yep. And then you have the special child, Ayn, and then... Uh, not Ayn, uh, Edward. And then Ayn the dog, which is a special dog, which is a special, you know, beast child thing, which could very much be baby. Yoda. I don't see the link. Uh. My, my, exactly. My hypothesis is the reason that Disney left it ambiguous, but plans to go back to it is just because, technically speaking, I think uh, Cowboy Bebop was supposed to release, I believe, this year, 2020. Uh, but because of the injury on set, they had to delay it a couple months. But it, it just would have been too similar, especially because it's all—it's just bounty, it's bounty hunters in space, a group of four having fun. There were too many similarities. <laughs> That's the only reason I think they didn't make it official. But I think they'll go back into that territory. I, I would love to see him with a crew just kicking ass. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's it's so cowboy people. Like when I finish them, like wait, they're bounty hunters in space. Like it's just so beat for beat. <laughs> it's pretty similar. Funny. Yeah. But, you know, they say uh, the, the most sincerest form of flattery is copying, basically. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's uh, one of the reasons Bebop worked, because it was basically a callback to samurai movies, Tarantino films, and, and other stuff. Oh, there's oh, an art to it, though. There was really an art. There was. Oh, to make it not look like a ripoff. And here's the, here's the funniest part for those who are still listening to this. Um, <laughs> Bebop, Cowboy Bebop, was the inspiration for a future Star Wars director to begin his career. That director was Rian Johnson. Oh, fuck Rian Johnson guy, learned everything about serious? cinematography and story writing from watching Cowboy Bebop and made I his like first movie. Or, yeah, he made his first movie, Brick, using Cowboy Bebop's cinematography style. So it connects! 
Feet bumping? Uh, and Star Wars. And the six. worst part of Star Wars, Ryan fucking Johnson. <laughs> but yeah. Um, all right. Anything else on Mandalorian? Uh, there's plenty. We, we there's, can... a, there's a whole ton. I mean, if you really get into the, the history and the lore of Mandalorians in general, especially with the expanded universe with the cartoons, I think there's a lot of heavy, heavy callbacks and throwbacks to that stuff. And I think that was awesome. I need to get a little bit more into it myself. Um, but if you want if you want to have your jaw dropped a couple times and have like a couple moments of ah I would definitely check those cartoons out in the meantime of waiting for season two because I think there's a lot of those seasons yeah yeah there's there, a whole lot there it's kind of intimidating more than seven if you include the animated series there's like more than seven yeah which um, is a lot but from what I understand because I, I never watched it too because there was a huge gap between the original animated Clone Wars and then the digital version um it's all good and it continues, like one storyline. So I haven't heard anything really negative about it. I'm kind of astonished that I didn't check it out myself, but I was in college, so or I started. It was like around the time of college, but yeah. Yeah, college. Too busy binge drinking and getting fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> also, at that point, it's like are you Star Wars nerd. You no, know, you know what it is. It's because just like the rest of us in this particular generation, we thought Star Wars was like done, done. You know. Yeah, I mean, was, it seemed like that. It didn't seem like there was anything else that was really going to come out that was going to drop my jaw. And then Episode Seven was announced. And then uh, I gave up. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, check out uh, the, the Clone Wars and Rebels, and you get a little bit more history with um, with Paz Vizsla. The link between Darth Maul and uh, the factions that were split out between all the Mandalorians, because there's a lot of what happened, even with like Bo-Katana. You got to check that out, because um, I think it really is all going to tie into what's going to happen in Season 2, uh, especially with things like the Darksaber and just the overall history of where the Mandalorians are coming from. Um, I would definitely check that out. There's a lot of expanded universe on that. Because I know myself, I don't know if I could wait a whole year without freaking out. Yeah, and I'm going to applaud Vinny in the sense that he remembered all these names. I, <laughs> I'm pretty bad. I'm sure you guys... Dude, since I watched episode 8 of, of that, yeah. of, of this season, yeah. this is all I've been doing just to fill in the gap. Because nice. I'm fucking freaking out. And I'm glad because that's great for the podcast listeners. Uh, I've been consuming The Witcher. <laughs> Toss a coin to your Witcher, bro. Oh, Valley of Plenty. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I started playing Witcher three, and like, I hate the gameplay, but I love the story. And so I just, I didn't think I'd get this sucked in, but I'm like, twenty hours in now. I'm just like, oh, okay. Uh, today, like, one of the things that delayed me personally, which worked for you, is, uh, <laughs> I had like a side quest of Gwent of just getting the special card, and then I went to get another special card and another, and then I went on a side quest to kill this cockatrice or something or whatever. I don't know, the point is, is it's you can get lost in it easily. And it's relevant because a lot of people are doing what I'm doing, which is they just downloaded the game because the show is taking off. Right now, um, just for nerds, uh, The uh, Mandalorian and uh, The Witcher are the two like highest-rated things on television. I gotta jump on that Witcher game, man. All across the board. I would watch the show first. The, ga- the game, it's a hard sell unless you, I think you watch the show first. At least for me. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic game for its time. But I, I just think the interface isn't the best because one thing that annoys me... Why would you make run and collect the same button? That's that's dude. It's it's some of the same problems that I had with uh, Outer Worlds. Oh, I mean, dude, there's even links to Outer Worlds in the Mandalorian. Yo, that ship is the same fucking ship. I don't care. Oh, I thought it was uh, Firefly, the ship. The yeah, but to me, it's dude, the Razor's Crest and the Unreliable. Yeah. Look at pictures of them back to back. Yeah. This you know, makes me want to replay 
Outer Worlds again now. The funniest part <laughs> is I bet you there's like an original ship that predates all of this. Because that's how it is. There's a thing that inspires and then it leads to a lot of... I think, of well, Firefly was the inspiration for a lot of Outer Worlds, too. Oh, okay. So you're, you're on point. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I'm starting to wonder if Firefly had a similar structure of like four heroes or whatever. Cause they were I think there was a team. I never really got into Firefly, so yeah. I got to check that out. It's connected to Star Wars in the sense, not only the ships, but... um. Uh, the captain, or the, not the captain, the the pilot of uh, of the Firefly ship itself is um, the android from Rogue One. What's his name again? Oh, the the snarky one. Yeah, I can't remember. I haven't seen Rogue One in a while. That was another. Group. Well, all right. So and I'm talking all this shit about they're, they're Star both, Wars in general. Yeah, they're both Alan Tudyk. Couldn't okay. Yeah. I'm talking so. a lot of shit about new Star Wars. Rogue One was excellent. Okay. Yes. Let's be let's be honest with that. Yeah. So my favorite parts about What's happening with Star Wars right now just seem to be small spinoffs. Actually, which yeah. is really sad. Yeah, because they blew all they dumped all this money into just pushing you know this new trilogy, which I really didn't like. I could entirely live with it if they completely canceled it, and nulled it out. I would probably be happier. I liked for like a lot of people give me shit for this, but I liked Force Awakens a lot just because it it brought everything back and was fresh enough. And I wanted to see what they would do with it, but then after the end of it, I was not happy at all. <laughs> I was like, ooh, so much potential. <laughs> Fucking turd. That was Vin doing the raspberry. We didn't actually just fart on the uh, podcast. I could try if you want. Nope. <laughs> okay. Brand new mic. Yeah. <laughs> Next person, oh, this smells a little musty. <laughs> um, was there anything we didn't cover on Mandalorian before uh, we sign off? I that guess? was pretty much everything that I really wanted to talk about. I, yeah. I mean, in general, if you haven't seen this yet and you like Star Wars, I don't know what you're waiting for. Like, do what Christian did. Just get the seven-day trial and then cancel it at the end. Yeah, and if I wasn't getting this for free from Verizon, having an unlimited plan, which if you're listening to this and you have Verizon and an unlimited plan and you want to watch this, just sign up for it because you get it for free, okay? Yeah. The, fun, the funny thing is, is you, I didn't this even podcast know. brought to you by Verizon. <laughs> Please sponsor us. Oh my god, I would love that. Uh, <laughs> I, can't, I can't take anything seriously anymore. Um, so, yeah, Mandalorian. Dope. Excellent show. Yeah. Uh, I guess... Uh, we talked about everything about it. And there's nothing else left really to say. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible. It's incredible, too, because of the helmet. The helmet is really what sold it, this whole thing. Beskar armor. Yeah. Oh, and uh, you, I think you told me this. Wasn't the, the helmet, or the Boba Fett helmet, originally supposed to be Darth Vader's? Yeah, it was one of the prototypes that they scrapped. Yeah. Uh, there was a whole slew of them, uh, but for some reason, they liked that one. And the first time you ever see a Mandalorian is in the Star Wars Christmas special. That was the cartoon with Boba Fett. <laughs> that was the only thing redeeming about the Star Wars wow. Christmas special. Yeah. The rest of it, I mean, I don't think they make a drug that you could actually take to sit through this yeah. without throwing up. I know it was a recycled Vader helmet. It was a recycled Vader helmet, yeah. Kind of like uh, Carlos character. His outfit is a recycled Vader outfit. Kind of like. looks like it, yeah. Because yeah, he's got the middle pe- chest piece and the black everything. Yeah. There's a definite like resemblance. There's a definite throwback kind of a thing, which I, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah. It Make was... me feel nostalgic. I'm yeah. a sucker for it, dude. I'm fucking 31 years old and everything sucks. <laughs> Let me feel some <laughs> remnant of my youth that I enjoyed. That's why I liked Force Awakens. But that's why people True. really liked uh, the Rian Johnson one, too. The, uh, the last why? Because it ruined the arc? Because of... it, it changed things. <laughs> nah, it it was like, nah. But there was no way you could make a good movie in the next part of the trilogy that wouldn't be cohesive and make any sense. I, I think J.J. tried his best, honestly. Then but, what are you supposed to do when you're handed a steaming you know. pile of shit? You can only polish it so hard <laughs> before and, you just have shit all over your hands. Yeah. 
I think it's uh, the the. I want to see the director's cut, which is going to be like four hours long. I know. Because <laughs> I, I feel I'm like it'll, it'll be better if he can get more credit. Because everything just felt rushed in that movie. Anyway, Mandalorian. Uh, yeah. Final thoughts on Mandalorian. We both loved it. Uh, you should check it out. Uh, it's the most popular thing on TV right now. So like, I don't know what else to say, but watch it. Even if, if you're, you're having, I, I don't know what rock you're living under, but pry yourself out of it and get a subscription to Disney+. Plus. This yeah. podcast brought to you by Disney+. Plus. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, even if you're not a Star Wars fan, it's just a great story. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess that's that's it, right? Yeah, that's all i got to say. I'm happy with that. All right. That's cool. We've got like, about an hour. So um, I'm your host, Christian. You can follow me on theworkprint.com where I write many articles, including, if you want to check it out since I've been singing the song, uh, Witcher recaps for the first four episodes. Uh, and, of course, the Star Wars podcast before for the movie and this one for Mandalorian. Um, you can also find me on XN underscore Angelus on Twitter and Instagram, Christian Angelus on Facebook. And, uh, yeah, maybe you'll see some of my works and stuff coming up soon. Um, Vin, do you have anything to promote? Or, nah. uh, if you want to find me, you'll find me in my hut of curmudgeonry. Berating all the new things that Disney is putting out that's ruining my, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, it's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that note, um, this is the last podcast of 2019, so I hope everyone has a wonderful New Year's and uh, spends it having fun and doing something you love. And uh, for fellow nerds out there, if you start Endgame at, I think it's like 9.34 oh, it. or something, it's, <laughs> it's a meme, it's a meme, you start it there and uh, when... Thanos snaps, uh, or no, when, when Tony snaps, the, uh, the new year begins. Anyway, uh, <laughs> Google search the exact time, because I totally screwed that up. Anyway, have a good night, or good whatever. Uh, take care.